Hey, this is Gary. And I'm Veronica. We are doing our Line Upon Line series in John, the sixth chapter. Uh, we ended up last week and verse 15 and see, see, we will continue on. And it's like in segments, we're trying to cover segments of what chapter six represents. And as we get into it, we are hoping and praying that the Holy Spirit will guide us into insights that might help us on our day in and day out as being a Christian as well as being a human, right? So um, thank you very much for being here and let's go on because you don't want to hear me talking about me. You want to hear what Jesus is saying to us. just cover what the spirit has spoken to our heart, what was found in our heart. Okay. All right. John six, beginning with verse 16. Now, when evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into the boat and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And it was already dark and Jesus had not come to them. Then the sea arose because a great wind was blowing. So when they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and drawing near the boat, and they were afraid. But he said to them, It is I. Do not be afraid. Jesus addressed and calmed their fear when he says, It is I. Do not be afraid. If something is causing us to be fearful, then we can be sure that it's not of God. Jesus, who is perfect love, casts out fear. 1 John 4.18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. And God does, definitely does not want us to be tormented, because he's, again, he's not given us, he's not given us that spirit, which is another verse that in uh, 2 Timothy verse 1 and 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So from what I got from that was once he assured, once Jesus assured them that it was him and they need not be afraid, then the disciples were able to receive him. Jesus quelled or he quells any fear we may have because he wants us to willingly receive him and what he has for us. Yeah, that's definitely a good point. And it's, it's amazing when you read the word of God and you can read it and I can read it and we can read it at the same time. But the Holy Spirit speaks to us from a different perspective in a different way. And you're talking about the fear and he doesn't want us to be a fear. And if we do fear fear, we can believe that it's not of God because we don't walk in fear, but we walk in love, power and a sound mind. And from the perspective that I got about that, that saying it is I do not be afraid. I think from a, from a personal level of um, sometimes where we may be, God knows our normal reaction or response when we may encounter with uh, something beyond our understanding. When there's something different, sometimes we, we tend to be afraid. Throughout the Bible, 
we see this fact when angels make themselves known and when he approaches Mary, when he approaches, you know, um, um, Abraham, you know, different things like that. When the angel come, he starts out with that statement. Um, fear not because the natural response of us as human beings is to see something different, something that we can't understand or explain and be fearful of it. But Jesus is coming and letting you know the spirits are coming or the, the angels are coming saying, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I don't want you to be afraid about this. Mm-hmm. I've got something to tell you, right? I got something to show you. So automatically we say to ourselves that in this moment, Jesus does this same thing. None of his disciples were expecting him in this way. This was different for them. They didn't expect to see Jesus approaching them without a boat, <laughs> you know? And so um, I don't think when I go to see, if I'm on a boat, I don't expect to see a man walking, walking towards me. Water, right? You know, what you going to think? But in an encounter with God reveals that we don't need to be afraid when God shows up or we don't need to be afraid when we receive instructions from the spirit of truth. Because when we receive it, we know and we connect that is of him. So we don't need to be afraid. Sometimes we forget about it being of him when what he's telling us or what we're feeling in our heart to do is reflects him. It connects with him. But. It also speaks to our fears. And so be not afraid. Fear not. It is also important to remember that that voice when the enemy shows up and shows out in a ways to disrupt our walk with the Lord. We need to remember these these scriptures. Matthew 28, 20. I am with you always, even unto the ends of the world. God, Jesus is telling us, "Uh -uh, don't worry about it. I'm with you. I got your back. And in um, Hebrews 13, 5, it says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's 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 saying that we are not alone. And in James 4, 7, it says, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. So these are very important scriptures to kind of neutralize any fears that the enemy will bring up. And you know, those fears, if it's a fear, you have to remember that it's not from God. When God gives you instructions, it's, he's the prince of peace, right? So it's going to be a, a message that may stir up your flesh. Your flesh might be agitated by and say, well, oh, no, that's not me. I don't want to do that. But it is I. <laughs> don't be afraid. If I call you to do something outside of your normal self, as you might say, I wasn't, you know, God didn't call me to do that or that's just not me. Well, Jesus Christ comes and shows us that sometimes we are called to do something totally different than what we expect or what we're comfortable with. That's how we grow. That's how we allow the power and spirit of God to move in us by stepping out on faith, knowing that we don't need to be afraid because it's all about him. That's true. That is so true. Um, We continue on in verse 21. It says, Then they willingly received him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land where they were going. Immediately. Immediately. They had already rowed like three to four miles out already. And from Tiberias to Capernaum is like 6.33. It's a little over six miles. Mm -hmm. Or five and a half nautical miles. Mm-hmm. So 
whichever your understanding is like six, you've driven six miles. They had already um, rode about three or four of those miles. So that means that they had about two to three miles more to go to get to Capernaum. Mm -hmm. And once Jesus calmed their fears and, and they realized who he was, they willingly received him into the boat and immediately they were at the land where at Capernaum immediately they had two to three more miles to go. But when they, when he stepped in the boat, automatically the boat was, was there. Did you have something to um, share about that? Yeah. I, I mean, just, you know, thinking about it and reading about it, but as you was talking, I just had this mental picture of, of having the moment where you're kicking and screaming, you're fearful because, you know, there was a moment where they're afraid. But it's it's when you are afraid and you willingly say, I'm not going to be afraid anymore because I know Jesus is with me. So it's almost like you're willingly allowing him to be Lord of your life. And I take those fears and take your doubts and take that that unbelief and and begin to embrace him for who he says he is and who he is. He is the son of God the son of God, God almighty, son of God, creator of heaven and earth and all authority and power has been given to him by the father. This is the one you're bracing. This is the one you're letting him in, into your boat, you know? And then immediately you find yourself in a place where you shouldn't be, but where you should be. You know what I'm saying? It's like you were one way, but now you're another way. You're one place, but now you're another place and you don't know how you got there. And so that's what happens is that you may find yourself one way at one place, fearful mm-hmm. and afraid and uh, and just in turmoil or just closed off or, or just feeling like you're insufficient or nothing. You got nothing going for you. But then you willingly allow him in. You accept all that he is and, and embrace that and walk in that. And then next thing you know, you're someplace different. You're someone different. You are a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. That's who you are. And that's what's happening. So that's what I got is a picture of being one way afraid, you know, and then allowing him to come. And then once he comes, immediately you're in a place where he needs you to be to do what he needs you to do. Yeah. As I was reading as I was reading this and, you know, just meditating on what was going on, you know, I had some, some questions. I'm like, well, what happens if, if, or when we willingly receive Jesus into the situations in our lives, which is, you know, a boat, Mm -hmm. let's say our situations could be, could be a boat, um, or like a boat. So what, what, what would happen if we willingly receive Jesus into the situations in our lives, especially in our crisis moments, mm-hmm. what what could happen? The scriptures, of course, says when he got in the boat, they were immediately at their destination. Right. Could it mean for us that we will be where we need to be, like you, you just talked about? Could we be there immediately? Could we be there much sooner than if we had um, procrastinated or try to get there on our own, doing things our own way instead of God's way because we fear his way? Mm-hmm. Or would our crisis 
end or could it end immediately? Because we know with God, all things are possible. We know that we go through things and sometimes it takes a while. Mm-hmm. It could take a while. Right. But then there are some times when you're in a crisis moment and you think it's going to last forever. And all of a sudden you're out of it and you're like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. It seems like this should have been going on for a longer time. Mm-hmm. But I believe that's when when Jesus steps in because we have that willingness to allow him to be who he's supposed to be. You know, I remember praying it was years ago, just after my studies, I'm like, Lord, I want to, I want to do what you say to do. I want to be able to say yes. When you call me to do something, I want to be able to say yes, but I'm not there yet. Lord, help me. I was willing but I expressed to him my fears and he's calmed those fears. So yeah, I don't say yes to every single thing, but I'm not fearful like I was back then. I'm not as fearful to say yes, because I know he just has the best for me. So in closing, what we hope that you would take away from this is that Jesus wants us to be willing to receive from him what he has for us. He does not want us to be afraid. He's not given us a spirit of fear. And we just need to allow him into the boat in our lives, the situations in our lives, and watch how he gets us to the destination we need to be. So we want to pray for you until we meet again. We pray that. God will open up the understanding of your eyes and that he would just renew his strength in you and that he will open your eyes to his truth and that you would receive him and receive his word in the name of Jesus. And just remember, you are known, you are loved. And you are valued. God bless.